Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know what song is? Um, in black, man in black. Correct! That's what it is. Man in black. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones were in Men in Black. The rookie maverick underdog, and he was also black. But they thought the CGI was good back then when they made Men in Black. But really, the CGI wasn't very good, it was still a developing art form. I see a red door and I want it painted black. No colours anymore, I want them to turn black. Well, I see the girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. I have to turn my head until the darkness goes. I see a line of cars and they're all painted black. Right. Hang on. With flowers and my love both never to come back. I see the people turn their heads and quickly look away. Like a newborn baby, it just happens every day. Why don't you go like a black newborn baby? Yeah, I know. You could have sh- made the lyrics better there. Kind yeah. of shied away from it. Like a Chinese baby, actually more like a black baby. Everything's black. There's a guy just walking around going, this that, is that's the black, most- that's black. That's black. Yeah, that's what the song is. That's black. It's almost like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Like Rain Man. An autistic but not a survivor. Who's on black? Yeah. Who's on black? Yeah, right, I see. Charlie Babbitt. Charlie Babbitt. That's black. Babbitt. That's Char- black. Charlie Black. Hey, black. Josh. How you doing? Black. Right. Do, do you notice there's some black things outside? It is the mo- Okay, firstly. Is there, a, there's a black car. I'm not trying to knock the stones, right? They obviously have their place in rock history. Really? Glad. I think they can that- breathe a sigh of relief now yeah. that you said that. Yeah. If any of them are listening. Yeah, yeah. I just think they're a bit overrated. Are they a bit? Well, I think that, yeah, they're, they're certainly romanticised. Actually, no, they are quite good. Actually, no way, I take it back. They they're lionised. They have got some great songs. They're lionised, which means regarded that, uh, like a lion. Gimme Shelter's pretty good. Yeah. But I just find these lyrics funny, because it's like, I see a red door. It's like he's like so dark and brooding. Yeah, it was, it's and a I, kind it's of guy. It's so emo. I see a red yeah. door and I want it painted black. <laughs> Is that the lyric? Yeah, no colour anymore. I want them to turn black. Right. I see the girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. I have to turn my head until the darkness goes. Right, just cheer, cheer up. Watch a sitcom. Yeah, man. Go on. Just relax. Friends is on. You're Mick Jagger. Friends is on. It's overly saturated. Yeah, can watch, you know, yeah there's I'll a be- lot of colour in Friends, isn't yeah. there? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Apart from racial colour in Friends. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's no black people in Friends. No, there's racially it's friends. quite... Racially it's quite... Were there any black people in Friends? Yeah, he dated a, a, a black girl at the end. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just walks into Central Park. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's New York. Yeah, there's no black people here. And because there were no black people in Friends for so long, everyone was racist when it happened. Everyone went, "What the fuck is a black person doing on Friends?" 
Even though they're not racist, they were like, they, they had that impulse yeah, really of like, this is, they're really undermined the world here. What's, yeah, it's really taking me out of the yeah, moment. It's really taking me out of the story. Of the friends like, universe. And suddenly I'm aware that there were no black people. Like you're, yeah. So he paints things black. Yeah. Does he paint things black? Yeah, he, he's just going up to stuff, painting it black. He's no, looking, but no, he's he looks black. at flowers and Mick's looking right. at, at doors. He looks at... I mean, there's that, there is that line in... Um, What's his name? What's the name of the... Is it just the singer? Yeah, I think he's just dark and broody. Or maybe it was right. Keith wrote that one. I don't Jagger know. doesn't seem very broody. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Excitable Boy podcast for Wednesday, the 11th mm. of January. How yeah. are you guys doing? Yeah. And where are you listening to this? You sat at work, you're, mm. in, you're in, your, in your little office. Mm-hmm. What's it called in an office where it's not an office, where they have like partitions? Or a cubicle. Cubicle. Right. Listening to, you listen to this in your cubicle. Are you in the? Are you on the bus or on the train? Are you just staring at the back of someone's head? Are you distracting yourself from your work by yeah. watching that Labrador and the bunny? Mm. The yeah. video of the Labrador and the little bunny getting yeah. along. Are you? Are you trying to stare at a person who's put a bag on the seat next to them on the train because they don't want to sit next to another person? So they're kind of trying to kind of take up more space. Are you about? Are you listening to this about to commit a crime? Yeah, I mean it'd be strange. Be cool. I'd I'd be honoured if someone was listening to this right before they like robbed a bank. Right, you know, you got right. this. You got this in your ears mm-hmm. while you, you know, putting your rubber gloves on. Mm-hmm. You know, something illegal. Yeah, a good crime, not a bad crime. Was that? What's a good crime? Well, you know, a good crime's a bank robbery. One where you stick it Why to is the man. All oh, right, I see. You know, victimless crime, a jewelry heist, a victimless crime. Not there was that the... woman, the Hatton Garden uh, robbery last week, mm-hmm. reared its ugly head again. Well, the same thing. You know the Hatton Garden yeah. heist that yeah, we've yeah. been like obsessing over for the last With year? Billy the Fish. Billy the Fish and Basil the Fox. Basil the Fox. Who, who likes a good smicing? <laughs> he, um, the Hatton Garden robbery made the news again last week because um, a woman has come forward saying she didn't realise that £7 million of her jewellery was stolen in the heist and she's, tri- she's claiming it now oh, on really? insurance. She yeah. just suddenly came... Yeah, yeah that doesn't had... sound real That's, to me. That's uh, difficult. That sounds like she had some jewellery in there and just went ah no I need to pay for the kids like school bill ironically you need some stones to get away with that <laughs> you know it's like what story can I come with? well she can't say she found them she can say she found oh well, no no how, how, how's that go how's that go oh so um, so you found them then what do you say uh, yeah I found them found oh them. yeah no I just where, where seven, did you find them yeah but seven million pounds of jewellery can be two necklaces right but mate, but it, I guess if she's got evidence that she bought them, then she can claim it on insurance. What, the receipt. Yeah, she has a receipt for it. Do you have a receipt for that? Or maybe it was gifted you. Yeah. Or left as a family heirloom. By Billy the Fish. Either way, she's decided that she had seven million pounds worth of jewelry stolen, but it took her a year to notice, which is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So they got that back. Yeah. So that's returned to its rightful billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, what else happened this week? Um, Golden Globes. Yeah. The awards. My, oh my, 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 my. My, oh my, oh my, oh my. My, oh my. Do you want to go first? We haven't actually talked to each other about No, we're not. Well, of course, the standout moment for me. Meryl Streep. No. Oh. It was um, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yeah. What did he do? Oh, you don't know. Well, I'm a bit late to the party. All I know about Tom Hiddleston is that he's like one of those people that has a big nerdy fan base. Right. Yeah, because he's in those Marvel things. Yeah, he plays so Loki. Uh, in the, he's Loki. He's not Loki. He's definitely not Loki in the film. Oh, does, he's does a bit too much. What's the character? No, the character's uh, name is Loki. Yeah, L O K I. Oh, Loki. 
Oh, right, okay, Lockie. Or Loki. Whatever. Okay. Lockie, who's in the, um, I don't know, the Iron, is he Iron Man? He's in the Marvel know. Universe. Dude, the Marvel Universe is so fucking complicated. Money. It just, it's designed to just shit out money and keep you confused while you spend more money. <laughs> but no, he played, he, um, it was an incredible moment. It's so, some people got, got offended, but I was, it's, it's an incredible bit of footage. I, I urge you to see the speech. I'm sure lots of people listening. Is this where he sang Michael Jackson? No, no. Now everyone's going through because everyone like is freaked out because he sang "Man in the Mirror" badly, really badly, and went, "Oh, he's so brilliant and talented." It was like, "No, that was shit. <laughs> that <laughs> no. was like yeah. just first ballot yeah. shit." He's a case in point. Like he's so confident that he thinks he. Can I'm sure do... he's a nice guy. Oh no, no, he doesn't I'm... seem like he's uh, not a nice person. Well, no, but he um, he trained a, a few years above me at drama school. So I... did you ever understudy him? No, no, not at all. No. But no, we knew. Did you ever go in his? We uh, knew of each other. We, did you ever go yeah. steal steal stationery out of his locker when he wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. think you're so good, so good. Steal his protractor. He uh, he's just his level of conceit is quite alarming. So he, he kind of <laughs> it's really funny. He, he got up onto the podium. He won uh, the best actor Gong Globe for TV drama mm-hmm. uh, in a lead role. So he got up and he started off on this anecdote about how uh, it was for the night manager. This drama called The Night Manager. The Night Manager. The Night Is that Manager. a movie or a TV show? It's a TV show. Okay. So he gets to the podium. He says, um, it, "We shot it in Sudan um, because it's kind of set there as well." And Medicine Sans Frontieres, they do uh, work in Sudan. And everyone's going listening to this anecdote, going, "Oh, that's really good. It's about Sudan. He's about to give tribute to Medicine Sans Frontieres." And he and then he starts telling who's Medicine Sans Frontieres. Medicine Sans Frontieres is like. Uh, uh, a kind of charitable international coalition of people who go and help in war zones, like Red Cross. Yeah, like the Red Cross. So he um, he basically starts he starts going. Yeah, we were we were sitting in a bar uh, just before curfew at nine p.m. having what uh, the uh, doctors and nurses call a dirty beer, and uh, some other doctors and nurses came up and said they really enjoyed. The night manager. In fact, they've been binge watching it while they were shelling the night before, and I was really touched that I could that that we could. Did he say bring that? some relief? Did he change I to, to we? He did change I to we. Bring some relief to Medicine Sans Frontier. I'm so incredibly. Pre- it's like everyone, and then there's kind of it cuts to shots of people in the audience, like Christian Slater. His reaction shot is amazing. Vince Vaughn is. What do they do? Faced. You've got to see this. You've got to see it, man. Well, can you describe it for people who... Because um, I can't be bothered. And no, no. I'm sure it, other it, people can't be well, bothered to find it. Well, it just cuts away as They're soon like, as he starts talking. Like confused. It was amazing. The vision mixer who worked on Gone Globes did it perfectly. He timed it perfectly because he, he's suddenly the anecdote took a turn. Like, he started to equate... Basically, he started to cast himself as the person who's helping Medicine Sans Frontier deal with a war, right? <laughs> and then suddenly, as soon as he kind of... He talks about the show benefiting people working in war zones. It cuts to Christian Slater, and he just makes this amazing face where he goes, "Hang on, what? What?" Now? But really serious like face, a, like a what are you talking about? Yeah, Vince Vaughn, stony faced. Naomi Harris, who's a Brit as well, she's just the face is just worth a thousand words. It's brilliant, okay. but it's fucking batshit. That's all I saw from. The he just went, "Well done, me." Basically, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's what the whole ceremony is. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Give I just a, find let's it. Let's give each other awards, dude. The next day when everyone's like, everyone's a the winner. The next day when everyone went, well done, Meryl Streep. Hey, she's isn't she amazing? The way she stood up to Donald Trump. It's like she didn't do anything. Mm. She literally did and stopped nothing. She just people who already don't like Donald Trump got to watch someone who doesn't like Donald Trump say right. that she doesn't like Donald Trump, and well, they got to tweet about it and go. 
oh my god it was well, just like hang on and then also when everyone clapped it, mm-hmm. it did look like that bit in Team America in her defence what do you mean no she, in her defence let me just say this she didn't take to the podium and say I don't like Donald Trump you know she didn't even have a lost she, voice listen, you know she hadn't even lost her voice was that, that she's just that good an actor okay she took to the stage and she, she was said, playing a role no but she said she didn't say I don't like Donald Trump she said him mimicking a disabled reporter sets a precedent and that's not good and is actually how we can let him get away with these things without any real reproach is astonishing which is not the same as going I don't like Donald Trump like Donald Trump is the person who kind of goes I don't like you he's immediately threatened because he's a very rich mediocre man right it's not he's not mediocre of course he is no he's an incredible man whether you, no, whether you, you mean, like you him or hate him incredible. dude his achievements are incredible what he he managed to the say ma- he went the on the amount of money inherited he, he went on TV and went I like to grab women's pussies and he still became president he didn't go on TV to say that he was recorded secretly fine and it came out regardless he didn't have a, that, he, oh he's so brave being misogynistic no that's not what I'm saying what are you saying I'm t- look at it objectively from the outside of having an opinion of what he's like as a I know, person I know what objectively means right right to, to say <laughs> something that ridiculous <laughs> and still become president is an incredible achievement it's a tragedy yeah, I'm not saying it's a good. I'm not saying it's a a great achievement. It's an incredible achievement. It's not necessarily a good one, right? But it's still amazing that he's become president, right? Of course, if you win the presidency, it is an incredible achievement. Yeah, and he managed to do it, and he was still an asshole, right? That is, you're right. It does set a bad precedent. But that's for the not future. surprising. Like lots of skullduggery. Like uh, I don't know who's that it's guy. It's pretty terrifying that lots of despots are popular. It's pretty terrifying but... that like a five year old kid can be watching a guy go, yeah, you're grabbed by the pussy, and then become president, and it's entering their minds <laughs> yeah. going, so oh, wait, hang oh, on, right. that's how you become president? Yeah. That's terrifying. Nothing can stop me. Which I guess is what Meryl Streep was saying. Yeah. But I just, whatever, just the words, what she, come on, you're preaching to she the converted. She is a bit like a cult you're leader. You're preaching to the converted. But I don't think she, beha- I think she behaves like a cult leader, but I think people respond to her in this culty way, mm. which is a bit, yeah, which is kind of... What did she win? Oh, some award. I don't, I don't another, know. Yeah, another award. I don't, you know. She just wins all of them. I don't understand she? how people voluntarily go to them. I think she should give categories. everyone else a turn. Yeah, but you know. I think she should just one year go, no, let, let the new people have it. Or just burn her bridges in one ceremony and just come out with this amazing stuff at the podium. <laughs> and she just takes the podium, grabbing the globe and goes, oh, too many Jews. Too <laughs> yeah. many Jews. I'd like to thank the Jews of Hollywood. Too many Jews in this room. Yeah, and then been... just walk away. <laughs> Then she'd burn all her bridges, and then you know, she'd they'd give her a rest for a few years. I just thought it's it's just who hosted it this year. God, I don't I, again. I didn't watch the ceremony. I just saw Tom Hiddleston's masterclass of fucking. <laughs> it's amazing that I was in a show that helps people who do a real job. Speaking of what are they called? The, the Sans France Frontier. Medicine, Medicine Sans Frontier. So the same. Frontier Medicine. Yeah, it's, it's frontline medicine, isn't it? Okay. In war right. zones. Right. Um, yeah, Golden Globes. What mm-hmm. else happened? Tube Strike? Yeah. Tube Strike? Yeah. Um, you said something before we... I said I quite enjoyed started it. ...started recording, and I... Yeah. I know why you enjoyed it, because you don't have to commute. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so quiet yesterday. Oh, great. It was amazing, the suffering of, of so many people no, who have to I'm work. No, I'm saying the suffering. And, and commute in. And I went to the pub. Helps you, your life... Brilliant. No, that's not what I'm saying. I went to the pub last night when right. it's, when it's normally very busy, mm-hmm. and it was empty, and mm-hmm. I had a nice quiet pint, right, on my own. 
Did I, you? And I thought, wow, oh, that's nice. I like I like London when it's quiet. It was like going out on Christmas Eve, you know, when you go out and every and everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. It was like that last night. You felt you had London to yourself. Yeah. yeah. While, while millions of people struggled to get from work to home. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like all yours. How was yours? What do you mean? Did you have to commute? Yeah. Was it a nightmare? Yeah, it was horrible. What, what's the strike for? Um, it is for um, the ticket offices in stations are closing down and they're becoming automated. So they're understaffing the people manning the ticket offices. So not only are they laying people off, there uh, there aren't really enough people because people don't really know what the fuck they're doing. And there's loads of tourists and stuff. So actually you need all those people and ticket offices because people, most people don't have a, have a fucking clue. Can't they just have some money? There's loads of money in the world. Yeah, you just just print some. I mean, that's basically what they've been doing. <laughs> kind of, when the crash happened, they were like, someone came in, this brilliant guy who was working in the office just came in and went, guys, I think, I've, I think I've got a fucking way out of this. What? What if we just fucking print more money and just call it a name and say it's like medicine and we'll call it quantitative easing and no one will really understand what the fuck we're doing because we'll be layering it into the economy. But in fact... This is this is print some money. Is that what they, is that what quantitative yeah, easing? Let's just print a little fucking money. Is that what that is? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just when they print money, they print money, but it's wow. meant to ease the market in some way. I don't really know how. Uh, yeah, it's, neither of us are clever it's, enough. It's like letting steam gradually, I think, out of something. It's like you're kind of rather than something because really the the enemy of the market is the volatility and not, the money not being there suddenly and confidence coming. So if you, I suppose the theory is if you print money, <laughs> people still think they're richer than they are. But it kind of all works out. And the inflation just kind of takes care of the rest. See, economic discussions on this podcast. Yeah, it's they fall, awesome. It falls on its ass a bit. But if you want to talk about black people and friends. Yeah. Experts. We're, now we're, we're experts. We're fucking on it. Um, what else happened this week? Dry January. How's it going? Because you know I'm doing dry January. Um, I lasted five days. <laughs> January 1st Tim decided that he wasn't going to drink for a month No sir, no sir How long did it last? Well, I was going quite well And I drank lots of squash And other substitutes But eventually I got to the Saturday, 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 Saturday And I had a meal with my other half And I thought I would have a carafe of wine and I did. And I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Are you it. off dry January now? Well, no, I, I'm, I've cut down, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being a hero anymore. Do you know what I mean? I definitely thought when you said dry January, do you know what entered my mind? I went, hero. He's a hit. What a hero. One of, one of life's heroes. He looks like a regular guy, but when you scratch beneath the surface. Yeah. Well, the doctor from Medicine for South Frontier came up to me and said I was a hero for doing <laughs> dry January. And they do amazing work in Sudan. So in a roundabout way, I'm responsible for the medicine the Sudanese are getting. The thing with dry January that I, that I, that I find funny yeah. is that I feel like when people stop drinking, they think that they're going to learn something about life. Like they're going to go, well, it just makes you appreciate the sky, the singing of birds. You wake up in the morning, you feel good. No, that wasn't the reason I did it. I think a lot of people do. And I just think halfway through the month you go, oh, no, wait, life's shit. And I drink to forget that. Well, I think there's something in that, yeah. Yeah. I think there's something in like, because the weekend gets gets around, you know, it rolls around to the weekend, you're like, I'm really trying to get over the hump of not having a drink. And then you start to think, well, I'm not addicted, but it would just be more interesting to have a drink right now. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so you do. Yeah, but also... Uh, but you, I, I gave up because, because my liver and all that kind of stuff is like... What, you, you've to, broken your liver? Well, I drink, yes. Yeah, I drink too much, man. You, you drink? do drink a lot. I drink a lot. You drink a, you're drinking right now. People I'm drink, can't I'm, see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm drinking what, he's what got, got, he's got. got a hip flask. He's got one of those hats yeah. with the two beers in the side yeah, yeah. with the straws coming down. Gin in one. Yeah. <laughs> Vodka in the other. Yeah, and you have an intravenous drip. Yeah. That's WKD, which is an interesting choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the road to ruin. Are you going to stick at it, or are you just back off off the wagon? You're off the wagon. Yeah, now. I'm off the wagon. Yeah. No, I'm actually jogging alongside the wagon, jumping up onto it periodically, but really... I'm having a sip. Yeah, I'm having a sip. I don't mind not drinking for a month. I just think when people want money for it, right. that's when it crosses a line. Well, yeah, no, that's just bullshit. Yeah. Why would you do that? Also, I will say this. I've been to the pub with a few friends who are having dry January. Yeah. It makes my round a lot cheaper. Yeah, your round. So... Yeah. So, you know, why are you looking at me like that? Your, like round, I don't is, buy your, your round is very cheap, always. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper for me, because it's like, yeah. oh, just a Coke and a water. You're like, great, get in. Coke and a water? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, what else happened this week? Um, I wanted to read this story out to you that we were sent. We were sent by one of our listeners. Right. And asked what we think. I haven't read this out yet. Thieves nick £5 million in jewels at strike of midnight on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Three criminals used wrenches and hammers to smash their way into the Greg Ruth outlet in New York during loud fireworks and celebrations on Sunday. Already like that. Yeah. That's very Shawshank, isn't it? It's very, You uh, wait for the lightning strike before you strike. hit the pipe with the rock. Yeah, yeah. When the fireworks go off, all the dogs are barking, yeah. break the window. Police state that the crime was 100% planned to coincide with the festivities as they struck at 1201 at that particular time, 7,000 of the city's police were at the enormous Times Square New Year's Eve party where Mariah Carey jeopardised her career. However... <laughs> Is that in the script? No. However, yeah. their careful planning... The th- in, however, despite their c- careful planning, the thieves mm. forgot one thing, dot, 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 to conceal their identities. Before making off with bags full of diamond-encrusted bracelets, earrings and necklaces, two of the criminals stared directly into CCTV cameras. That's not... A, you know, that's... Not their fault, is it? Yeah, it is. That's total shit. <laughs> a third thief was How seen... How can I be a shit thief? Oh, I know. I'm going to stare into a camera. A third... <laughs> Not even a balaclava on. I'm just going to walk past a camera and stare into it. Okay, yeah. You'd think if they went, let's wait till midnight, you'd be smart enough Surely to wear a mask. That's page one also, of the Also, on thief. New Year's Eve, you can wear a mask. Yeah, exactly. It's page one of the thief handbook. It's like, page one, just don't look into a camera. Look at the floor. That's true. Don't run, because that's suspicious. Yeah. Just walk away. Drop If you have a weapon, drop it by yeah. your side. Don't have a bag that says you know, swag. Like Pacino in The Godfather. You're just like, when he kills Salazzo, just like drop the gun by your side. Don't arouse suspicion. A third thief was seen on the phone during the break-in, leading police to believe a fourth person may be involved. I don't think so. I think that was the thief calling his girlfriend. No. I Happy think New the, Year. I think the fourth thief went up to a policeman and went, hey, I did it. <laughs> Because they're so shit. They're such shit thieves, but they probably went, oh, he probably didn't do it. Two safes that were ransacked were either unlocked or the thieves had the codes. Great police work. Inside job. Yeah. Yeah. Inside job. Uh, well, you have, a, you have a, a fence, don't you? You have someone who gives up the information and sells it. To speaking to the New York Post, one employee said, it's weird to me that they randomly tried that floor in this building. How would somebody know to come here? That's real fishy. It definitely seems like an inside job. Right. Well, there's a tip-off, surely. Well, surely they can just look at that picture of the thief, where his face <laughs> is... I'm not going to sugarcoat this, Tim. He looks a little bit like you. He does look a bit he like you. He does look a bit like you, hasn't he? He's got his little hipster stubble. He's got, he's got a hoodie on. 
hoodie. So he has covered up a bit. But he's, he's, yeah, but he's not wearing tracksuit bottoms, so it can't be you. Maybe he's thought, you know what, I, I might, I'll just shave afterwards, baffle everyone. That's a pretty good... Uh, I like the midnight. I like that tactic. What? Like, wait till the fireworks. Yeah. That's pretty clever. Happy new fuck-up. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, not covering your face, maybe, is yeah. incredibly dumb. Yeah. Why would you not cover your face? Because uh, literally you're stupid. You're just too stupid to live. And you deserve to get caught. With the hat and garden robbery. Oh, brilliant. Huh? Uh, hat and garden robbery. There, it was a bravura You know, performance. apparently when the police looked at the CCTV footage of the hat and garden robbery and they were all wearing builders' reflective yeah. coats, mm-hmm. they realised that two of them were from a fancy dress store. You know oh, that? really? Yeah. They were like, oh, wait, hang on a minute. No, that's obviously from a fancy dress shop. Billy the Fish? Yeah. What, the lookout fell asleep on the Hat and Garden robbery. You really? Know yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were in there for a while, weren't they? Yeah, and one of them, they tracked one of them getting there using his um, uh, oyster God, yeah. uh, freedom yeah, pass. Freedom so when pass. you go over 65. <laughs> he's re- yeah, he's retired. Incredible. He had his free travel pass and it kind of, he just took a, took the bus to a crime and took the bus home. Uh Letters? Yeah, let's do the Let's letters. take a short break here and see if there's any adverts. I think we lost our sponsorship again. But let's see what, what kind of shit they're trying to sell this week. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Probably just silence. Yeah. We made a big deal about it last week and we were like, oh yeah, let's, I hope it's a BMW advert. And someone tweeted us saying... You know, a quote, let's hope it's a BMW advert. And then he just said, brackets, cues, five seconds of silence. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't insulting BMW last week. It was what just, were we saying about BMW? Just like, who the fuck is listening to this podcast? Who said the demographic of BMW wouldn't be listening? Yeah, like, who's listening to this podcast and is um, thinking about buying an executive sports salon? Yeah, yeah, that'd, like, be no that'd be amazing if someone was listening to this and went, heard the advert and went, you know what, yeah, fucking, what? let's get on the blower. I've had a good year. Beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep, beep. Yes. Um, every week you can write to the show, ebpexcitableboypodcast.co.uk. Any problems you might be having, like a, a work-related problem, like... Your company has run out of money. There's no money left in the coffers. But no one has told you. No one's told you, so you keep coming to work. Coming to work. Eventually, it's just you in the office. And you have no idea what's going on Eventually you get an email from the boss But you have to go to the coffee shop Because for some reason the Wi-Fi stopped working So you're in the coffee shop And you read the email And it's just basically a photo of feet by a pool 
is from your boss. Says you're fired. He fucked you in the ass. Your boss. In the ass. You in the ass. Your fucking boss. He fucked you in the ass. Your fucking boss. Fucked you in the ass, your boss. Metaphorically, he fucked you in the ass, your boss, 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 boss. Key change, boss. He fucked you in the ass, your boss. He fucked you in the ass, your boss. Hi, bro. Hi, bro. Yeah. And maybe it's a a relationship, (laughs) a relationship problem. (laughs) That's so funny. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was that was. Yeah. I don't know why that affected me so much. Uh, maybe it's a relationship problem. Like, um, hang on, Sarah, your new girlfriend. Your new girlfriend. She's really keen on you. Really keen. So she takes you. To go skiing down the dry ski slope in Norwich. In Norwich, you go skiing and it's all going fine, but you're not very good. She's a lot better than you, so she skis over and goes. Can I give you pointers? You go stop condescending to me. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry, I was getting a little stressed there. I didn't mean to get so defensive. She goes, all right, I'll see you in a bit. Then you see her skiing, skiing, skiing with the instructor. Darren. Darren, the instructor, they're going down the slope. They're laughing, convorting around. Off piece. And you're just spread there on the floor like a crumpled spider with your skis. So you crawl over to them because you can't ski yet. <laughs> and they're laughing and kind of doing the playful touching and flirting. You go, Am I interrupting? Am I interrupting here? And they go, Am I interrupting? Yeah, you are actually, frankly, Barry. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go for a coffee with Darren. And you go, what the fuck? What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Can you what get me a latte? Fuck? Get me a latte. Actually, a hot chocolate. I assume... And, I, and she goes, hot chocolate, you're such a child. And I assume this is over now. She goes, to your right, Darren's a 100% hottie. Yeah. There you go. Well, don't go dry ski slow. Don't go slow, dry, skeeps, slow, dry, dry ski slow. slowing. Yeah, whatever. Dry ski. Ski sloping. <laughs> Have you ever fallen over on a dry ski slope? I've never skied. That is a pain unlike any other. Really? It's like falling over on garrote astroturf. Well, you're just like falling over on ropes. Yeah, basically, yeah, (laughs) wet rope. Like, who the fuck invented a dry ski slope? What kind of idiot? Because it's nothing like skiing. Mm -hmm. Is it? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, do you think... I don't know. Do you think Olympic skiers practice on dry ski slopes? I think they're snobbish about it. Yeah. I think skiing is a, a like, huh, well, yeah. see, you're good at that. Yeah. But no one openly, because they would have it in the Olympics if it was good. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's such a weird thing that someone invented. Well, it, like, like AstroTurf. Like there wasn't any grass. Like who? Yeah, would... but you can grow grass better than you can have snow. Yeah, but. That's you... why it was invented. M- most, sk- <laughs> most skiing sports are in so stupid anyway. Right. Like the, the one where they. Slalom. No, the one where they take ski, off. Ski jump. Not yeah. ski jump, not the long ski jump. We've talked about this, like right? The Eagle. Have we talked about you the ski jump? You mean the one where you do the twirls and the and you don't... Well, you go down the big ramp and you take off. Oh, yeah, the ski, ski jumping. Is that what it's called? Yeah, ski yeah, jumping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was that Eddie the Eagle. Well, you kind of tuck, don't you? you? You go off and then you tuck your skis up to your chin almost and just, and hang, just hang, yeah. hang there for as long as that possible. That is a sport that could only have been invented by two men trying to impress a woman. Yeah. 
There is no way that sport exists for any other reason. No. Like, they're, like they're on the top of a mountain and one of them goes, oh, I want to sleep with Sally. He goes, no, I want to sleep with Sally. Well, how, well what are you going to do to get her? I'm going to jump off this thing on my skis. What are you going to do about it? Mm. And thus the sport was born. There you go. Or maybe it's a sexual problem you're having, like... You come too fast, come too fast... What? Well, you can't, do you want me to carry on? No, I mean, yeah. Just, I, mean, I think just, we hit the nail. I think just, you come too fast. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Premature ejaculation. I'm already there. Uh, I have been told by our legal department to say that we are not trained advice givers, and any advice we do give should be taken in jest. You ready? Yes. Dear EBP, a year ago, my boyfriend and I broke up because he was lazy, his life was going nowhere, and he seemed fine with it. <laughs> I yeah. felt really suffocated in the relationship. As if you would have been happy to spend the next 40 years sat on the sofa after work watching the next... This is quite a long one, by the way. Right. Uh, on a sofa after work watching the next must-watch TV show. Right. What does that mean? Watching the next... Mu- must-watch oh, TV like, show. Okay. Like Orange is the new... Whatever. Not to say I didn't love him, but his life wasn't going anywhere. I didn't want to waste the rest of mine next to someone who was happy to waste his. Fair enough. I wanted to travel and see the world and make new friends and push my career. We want to party, have a good time. We want to get loaded. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All of which I've done and I'm genuinely happy for it. Anyway, last week I bumped into my ex and he's really pulled himself together. Mm -hmm. This is all, this is where the narrative gets interesting. There's the twist. He has a job in the city. Oh, he's making money. So now, okay. So hang on. All right. He has a job in the city and there's no nice way to say this, but he doesn't look dirty anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I assume she means hygiene not dirty in like a sexy way no, no, hygiene. dirty in a dirty way yeah 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 okay um, he said us breaking up was the reason he decided to make something of himself the next day he messaged me on Facebook asking if we could go for a drink should I do it I mean I really think all the things that made us break up seem to have gone but is it good to root around in the past well I don't know man like you, you've inadvertently written an Adele song Really? Yeah. What's it called? Like, uh, Back Together? Back Together, question mark. Reheating Leftovers. Yeah. Reheat, reheating Parentheses. Love. Parentheses. Reheating Love. Reheated Love. Reheated Love. Yeah, Reheated Love is good. Let's like that. That's shit love. enough. That's shit enough to be good. Yeah. Reheat. I saw you Re- on the bus <laughs> and you look really good, yeah. That was Adele with Reheated Love. Um, saw you on the bus you were looking so nice and you got a good job now that was the problem when we were together you never had your shit together you have double rhyme together twice you have that, she can do what yeah. she wants she's Adele I, I, I just think you've, you, it's like such a lacklustre kind of the way the way you're putting it it's just like shall I go back out with him I don't know I don't know I was so condescending when we broke up I basically reduced him to a child Then I went off to India And I travelled round the country I did loads of drugs And now I'm a rattled husk Wanting some love and Reheated I love Reheated love Reheated love Shall we go to the cocktail bar And he can flash his wad he works in the city now. Oh my God, he looks like a god. Oh, what can I do but 
Reheat my love for you. Reheat my love. Reheat it, love. Reheat my love. Reheat it, love. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's our advice. Yeah. We don't have any advice, but I do want to say thank you for that song. You just birthed a song. Oh, I want to get ahead of ourselves here, but I think that might be the greatest song of all time. There we go. Um, what do you do? <clears throat> well, I think that if you broke up with him and he's got his shit together, if you get back with him, he might not keep his shit together. You know? I think he's going to take some kind of subconscious revenge. Like, he's probably going to dump you now. <laughs> he's probably going to get you to the point where you're like... Really keen. I'm gonna. This is, this is a bit controversial, but I think he's lying, and he's still unemployed. He's just stole. He's, st- he's <laughs> yeah. stolen a suit. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's doing he's uh, been, he's extra been, work. He's been casing. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Casing. Casing. Yeah. Ca- no, no, no. That's when you yeah. look at an apartment. He's been yeah. following your routine yeah. for the last few weeks, yeah. and he knows that you like all bar one on Tuesdays. Yeah. So, and he's stolen a suit. Well, he was doing some extras work for Wolf of Wall Street two around the corner, and you yeah. just bumped into him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh yeah, it's all together now. It's all gone back together for he's, me. He's under. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say uh, thank but, you for dumping uh, me because that's yeah. inspired me. He goes, "Can I buy you a drink?" And he pulls out a fake Visa card yeah. that you get in a new wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Visa card. He pulls out next vouchers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buy some socks. Um, Do you have twenty quid? I could trade you. <laughs> oh, my card. For some reason, my card didn't go yeah, through. Yeah, for some reason, no, it's really embarrassing. My card doesn't work. Oh, I know. I left my wallet all in the I private had, gym. Yeah, all I have is next vouchers. Could you pick up the drinks? I'll just give I you left, these. I left my wallet in the members club. <laughs> um, I would say. Yeah. Oh God, that's a hard question. Yeah. Um, I would. You know, what I'd say follow your heart. She doesn't sound very. She doesn't you sound. Follow your she heart. Doesn't, she doesn't sound very um, whelmed. She's. She sounds underwhelmed. Do you know what I mean? Well, it sounds like she thinks maybe she might. Can you still... say whelmed? Can you say I'm whelmed? No, you can be overwhelmed and underwhelmed. But you can't just be whelmed. No, because that's just normal. In fact, she sounds whelmed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she, middled. Just, she sounds whelmed, and she needs to be either the overwhelmed, over, over or the under. You know. Yeah, but don't get under him, or don't go over him. No, but just don't go back with him. Maybe go back with him. What's the point? Because maybe they've got a. Maybe they can get a good thing if they reheat their love. Yeah. Mate, listen, some things taste better reheated. Pizza. <laughs> right. That's mac true. and cheese. I never thought of it that way. Some things are better when you yeah. reheat them. And some things are better when you reheat. Bubble and squeak is lovely. Bubble and squeak. Bubble and squeak. Oh, God. Old gravy. That's great. You know, it's got that skin on the top. Yeah. Baby, let's put so some maybe... gravy skin on our love. <laughs> so on maybe... our reheated love. So maybe it'll be like a good bubble and squeak. Yeah. Do you know? Not aesthetically pleasing, but, you know, reassuring. Yeah. And uh, tasty. Yeah. You know warm I mean? your cockles. Warm your cockles in the cold winter. Yeah. Is that what it is? It's because it's winter now. Will she be still singing this tune? Oh, that's tune? true. Oh, good point. Come Ooh, spring. Curveball. Come spring, will she yeah. still be singing this little aria? Hold out till spring, and if you feel the same, reheat your love. There we go. Dear EBP, mm. I recently went on a Tinder date, Tinder date, and the guy was about a foot shorter than me. <laughs> right. He was really nice, and we had a nice time, but I can't get past the height difference. And I'm not exactly tall. Mm-hmm. I can't help feeling like I'm the most shallow bitch alive. Mm-hmm. Am I being a shallow bitch? Three question marks. I just don't fancy him. He's very attractive, but I can't get past the height. I can't get over it, lol. Right. Uh, no, you're not shallow. You want what you want. That's it. All it? right, Jesus. It's true. You should put on a suit when you say things Friend like that. Mine, Slam your fist down on the table. All right, let's like, cut the shit. Yeah, let's cut the shit. You know, you want what you want. Stocks like, are down, figures are down, sales are down. 
Some you know people what? Like... You, want what you, want. you want what you bloody want. And I know what I want. I want money. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. Best things in life are free. You can't fake attraction. You can't. You basically what you're looking at him and going, yeah, he is aesthetically pleasing and attractive, but why don't I want him to pin me down and fuck me? It's because he's like a foot short, shorter than you know. The foot I'm a small. Quid. I'm quite short. Yeah, but if you know, some people like you know, it's maybe you feel more feminine, and that's important to you. If the man is taller, but there'll be someone out there who'll find him irresistible. Yeah, of course. And if it's not you, then fuck it. I have a friend who who's went out with this guy who was shorter than her. And it was an issue for her as well. But, like, she wouldn't kiss him when they first kissed. She put him on a step. That's not true. <laughs> it's fucking true. That's not true. And you know this person as well. Well, they must... Yeah. You know who this person is. Do I? Yeah. I've been on a few dates with um, girls who are taller than me. Right. And I will say this. Um, it's quite good when you go on an escalator. Yeah, that's cool. Because you can be like, oh my God, for these 30 seconds with the same height, let's kiss. Yeah. And then get on and then it's just you're back to being short again. Well, you know, he's short. He's short and you don't want it, so don't have it. The heart wants what the heart wants. And if the heart wants height, you give the heart height. We're not talking about the heart here. We're talking about what's below the waist. What do you mean? We're talking about lust. No, I'm saying if you want a tall guy, yeah. a tall or a normal sized guy, right. then go for it. Because there'll be someone out there for him. Yeah, and I don't think it's shallow. I think I think everyone's shallow. Yeah, we are. We're sh- this is the I think, I conversation mean, we have all the time. Yeah, you, I mean, you're, you you naturally look at human beings and think, "Would I mate with them?" Because that's your that's what you are yeah. as a human. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we try and deny all this stuff all the time. Try to think we're above it, but you don't. You you judge everyone based on whether you would mate with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I would with you under certain circumstances, probably bang you. Right. You know. We'd have to be on an island for some time. Right. But I think after a while, you'd start to become attractive to me. Right. You know, I think I'd become attractive to you much quicker. So, in summation, you know, just chalk it up. Don't feel shallow. I guess it's... Don't feel shallow. Because you don't fancy me. But do feel shallow. It is shallow, but it's nothing wrong with it. It's like, before you get into a relationship with someone, you need to find them attractive. Otherwise, you're a masochist. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you're just saying, I don't find him attractive because he's high. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure there are other factors, but, like, whatever the factors are, you're not feeling it, so just walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Don't reheat this love. Yeah, don't reheat the love. Last letter. Dear Josh and Tim. Yes. Have you ever had a threesome? <laughs> My girlfriend and right. I... Okay. A lot of sex questions. This, or, no, they're not sex questions. We've just made them all about sex. Right. Uh, dear Josh and Tim, have you ever had a threesome? My girlfriend and I have been talking about it for ages, and we've agreed it's something we want to do. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend wants to do it with another woman, which is great, mm-hmm. because I obviously don't fancy doing it with a guy. Defeats the object, don't you think? Well. Am I right, guys? What? Go, goes, goes for high five, Fine. left hand. Booker, booker, booker. <laughs> five bookers. Booker, booker. Anyway. What? Booker. Anyway, what's your advice on this? Is it dangerous? Love the show. Can't wait to see the Kenneths again. Tim, do you come to the shows? I'd love to buy you a pint. Well, what about me? Well, I'm coming to the next one. The <laughs> I'll be at the next one in London. At the bar. Oh, yeah, the bar. Ignoring our set. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be at the next one in London. I'm the bald guy who's... Wearing with, a shirt that says Tim. With a bit in him that's died forever. Uh, okay, hang on a minute. It's my first thought here. It's my girlfriend and I have been talking about it for ages, and we've agreed it's something we want to do. My girlfriend wants to do it with another woman, which is great, because I don't want to do it with a guy. Uh, well, yeah, okay, here's the thing, right? If you open that door... Mm-hmm. And do the threesome. 
Yeah. In six months' time, she might turn around and go, oh, let's have another one. And you go, uh, yeah. Right. And then she'll go, yeah, but this time I want to do it with a guy. Right. And then you go, but I don't want to do that. She goes, well, yeah, but I had the one with the girl. Yeah. So now you should let me get shagged by another man in front of you. Like I watched you <laughs> shag another woman. Yeah. And I was fine well, with Well, no, but you just, in which case, you just got to get out ahead of it and say before, if you do do it, before you do it, go, just so you know, this doesn't mean the reverse is going to happen. I'll veto that completely. Yeah, but you can't, yes, you can't you can. say that. You can't like, you, have the power to you veto, can't prenup a threesome. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Or draw up a contract. No, not draw up a contract. You, of course not. No, not nothing, nothing legally binding, but you just go, listen, just so you know, I'm not into it the reverse way around. And if you want that, that's going to be a problem. So when it rolls around, she goes, but she, then she hasn't got grounds because then she'll want the threesome with the woman so much and you that she'll just agree it, okay it. So when it comes around to that argument, if it does happen, you'll just have leverage. You go, well, but you did say this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had the threesome with the woman if you had said that. So, like, it gives you leverage. Yeah, but I don't think that's healthy for a relationship. No, none of this is healthy. It's well, there's nothing, there's nothing a unhealthy. What, you, so you don't think um, polyamorous, polyamorous, <laughs> you know, couples that bang yeah. other people because they want it all. Polyamorous, yeah. Yeah. Um, because they, that, that should just be called having your cake and eating it ship, shouldn't it, really? Yeah. Polyamorous. Cake guzzling. <laughs> um, there is a chance that you could do it. And it will be great, and you pull it off. And <laughs> bank heist. Do you know what I mean? But like, it is those are the odds you're dealing with because you are eventually going to stare into the camera and get. Well, there's. I think there's a lot of the there's a lot of contextual variables here. Right. So like, or variables that have to be put in context, like how long have you been together? You know, is it quite a kinky, open yeah. relationship? You know, yeah. do you go out and talk about how you how much you yeah. find other people attractive? You know, all this kind of stuff. Because mm. if it's just a relationship where they've been totally monogamous and then decided, like they, she drunkenly agreed to it on New Year's Eve, and the next day he woke up and was like, "Cool, well, we're doing it." Because you said you wanted to do it. Yeah. She's like, "No, I changed my mind." No, 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 no. You said it. You said it. Let's do it. Like, Threesomes are very risky because it's three people. Yeah. There's always going to be one pair that's it's unevenly weighted, right? So yeah. what if she it's just like, starts like fucking fo- the woman and you end up watching? Yeah, that sounds so terrible. What if you just your your girlfriend is fucking woman and every now and again she looks over and goes, No baby, it's for you and she puts her, her hand on your thigh and you don't feel included because you're clearly not. You're we, clearly is a, it, has this happened? You're to clearly you? a spectator. But no, but clearly but what if Why that are happens? you crying? <laughs> but what did that happen? That's yeah, risky. but these are the risks. But also, the other great thing is that you get to see four boobs at once. What's the, so, I don't see the thrill of that. Because what's better, like, what's better than eating a donut? I'd be, so, I'd be so... I'd be so... Jesus in my, yeah, Christ. Great. I just, yep, I just compared women to donuts. I just I'd, did that. I'd, I'd be so, that happened. I'd be so in my head. I'd be so in my head if I... If I like, I'd be like... I mean, I'd need a lot... We'd need to do it loads to get used to it. Maybe if you did it loads... I don't think that's going to swing it. Maybe if you made... Hey, honey. Maybe you, know you wanted to do it through Maybe, some... no, but maybe you just made a weekend of it. You went, okay, this is the deal. We'll go away for a weekend, three of us. And if it feels weird the first time, we just got to get you through it. We've just got to power through it. And we just got to f- keep going Isn't all this... weekend. And eventually we're going to get comfortable and then it's going to be awesome. Isn't this the plot of Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. Just go Vicky Christina Barcelona. My entire life is plagiarised. Yeah, mine so too. It's kind of... 
And on that note, <laughs> that's it for this week's yeah, show. Goodbye. Um, we'll see you next week. Join us next week for more nothing. Indeed. On the Excitable Boy podcast. And you guys, hey, take care of yourselves. Okay? Hey, hey, guys. Be nice to each other. Take care of yourselves. Right. Don't don't spread uh, bad things. Just don't. be nice. Because you're going to die. Have a bubble bath. Mm. Rub lotion in it. Yes. Just rub lotion in it. Perfect. Uh, we'll speak whatever, whatever it is. Kisses. Don't you have something to plug? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Kenneth's <clears throat> I played a band called the Kenneth's yeah and uh, in January it's independent venue week yep uh, the end of January is independent venue week a seven day celebration of small music venues around the UK and all the people that work tirelessly on them day in day out the unsung heroes of the UK live music the industry medicine sans frontier of music the medicine sans that frontier that Tom Hiddleston has benefited so much through his night manager work. And you know what? I think in this day and age, <laughs> in this day and age, less people are going to gigs. Like, live concert. Yeah. People don't take risks anymore of got, wanting to go watch live music. Which Their is, news are closing. Well, it's an influx of, yeah. uh, you know, with YouTube and everyone plugging themselves constantly. It's like, you know, people just take less risks of wanting to go watch live bands. And mm. there are so many bands that you might always get a good one. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And... Uh, you know, as the result of that and as a result of a lot of corporate buyouts, you know, a lot of venues have shut down, a lot of really good music venues. So they're being celebrated at the end of January with Great. independent venue so week. So come out. And uh, we're not doing any shows for it. See you next week. <laughs> uh, uh, the Kenneths have got, four, we're doing a little run of a tiny tour, right. a teeny tour, to celebrate the great venues in this country. Mm-hmm. So we're playing on the 24th. 25th, 27th, 28th, and we're doing the Horn in St Albans, right? Which is 14 plus. Uh, New Cross Inn in London, which is 18 plus. La Belle Angèle in Edinburgh, right? Which is 14 plus, and the Casbah in Coventry, which is 18 plus. And uh, all the tickets are between check this out, three and six quid. I will be at the New Cross Inn. Really? For that well, drink. you can come to that one, but we also might have another tour to announce pretty soon. So, oh really? Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, when is the New Cross Inn? The oh, I'll tell you. Uh, St Albans twenty fourth, London twenty fifth, Edinburgh twenty sixth, Coventry twenty eighth. Then home for my birthday on the 29th. That's it well, for this you week, go. Yes. and uh, we'll see you next week for more nothing. Reheat your love. Reheat your love. You gotta wear a jacket, trousers, and shoes, and if it's cold outside, you can put on some gloves. Reheat your love. Three. One. Read your love. Ding. Food's ready. Bye. So are you turning it into a Jeff Buckley song? <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.